yes, you can do a big cake. It's never frowned upon. But recently, I've just seen a lot more of people that come into their consultations and we do cake tastings and they say, we're just not really cake people. Welcome to the Plan Your Central Florida Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Schmidt, editor of Greater Orlando's top wedding publication, Orange Blossom Bride. I'm sure when you said yes, you had no idea you were jumping on this roller coaster that is wedding planning. The goal of this podcast is to make the wedding planning process less stressful and more fun. We'll provide you with great tips and ideas, along with expert advice from some of the area's top wedding pros. So let's get started planning your Central Florida wedding. Now, if you know me, you know that I am a dessert addict. I frequently can be found eating my dessert before and after dinner. And although I'm a huge fan of wedding cake, there are so many other delicious options that you can include in your wedding celebration. In this episode, we are talking wedding desserts with Vanessa Negron of Sweet Miss V's. So Vanessa, aka Miss V, is all about flavor of those delicious desserts that she creates for her couples. She believes that life is full of color and flavor and your desserts should be too. So with a culinary background as a pastry chef, she loves to create unique wedding cakes and dessert bars that reflect her clients' personalities as well as their heritage. So welcome, Vanessa. Hello! So excited to have you. Now, Vanessa is awesome, and we will probably be doing a lot of laughing in this. So <laughs> just, just FYI. Pre, just a yeah. pre-warning. Yes, pre-warning. <laughs> it's coming. So <laughs> so today we are talking wedding desserts, and, you know, most commonly people think wedding cakes, but mm-hmm. that is not the case because there are so many options out there. So many options. So yes, you can do a big cake. It's never frowned upon, but recently I've just seen a lot more of people that come into their consultations and we do cake tastings and they say, we're just not really cake people, which is fine. It's fine by me because I actually have a pastry chef background. I was, you know, classically trained. So I rather do more desserts and more pastries and different things to kind of tie in more variety, more flavor, and then also tie in some of that traditional stuff from maybe their childhood or family heritage if they're not from here. Um, so for me, i rather them do a small cake and more desserts. It's more of a crowd pleaser. It gives me more things to do that's more fun, not just, just cake and buttercream. I get to do different cookies and different mini pies and all kinds of stuff. So it, it's more fun for me. But I also think for a guest perspective, it's more variety for those people who don't just want cake. So going into that, what are some different options that you're seeing couples use besides, I know you had mentioned like different pastries and stuff, but what are some of your more popular things that they're including along with wedding cake or instead of wedding cake? So along with the wedding cakes, because usually they'll still get a small one just to tie in that part of the tradition of a wedding and mainly because their parents want them to, to do the whole cake ceremony. But a lot of people are tying in different pies or our mini donuts are flying off the shelves. They tie in our dessert cups, which are also technically traditional. Um, they are tiramisu cups and tres leches cups, which tres leches is actually Mexican, but a lot of Spanish households will make it. And the tiramisu is more of an Italian dessert. We also have little cannolis, and these are all bite-sized things, so you don't have to fully commit to a full-size cupcake or a full-size cannoli because that's a lot. 
So we do everything miniature and we do it with full flavor. It still has all the great stuff in it. It's just slightly smaller. The other things that a lot of people are doing are the mini pies. And being from Florida, key lime is like a must have. But who wants a full slice of key lime pie at a wedding? It's kind of a lot. So we have mini ones that are three inches. They're like a personal size one. And then we also have the bites, which are the size of a mini cupcake size. And you had mentioned about having the variety for the wedding. That's why a lot of couples are doing this. And it it all goes Mm -hmm. to part of creating that wedding experience because as crazy as it may be, some people don't like cake. I don't know why, but they don't. (laughs) There's a lot of people who don't like cake. And if I can tell you firsthand, because I've been a guest at some of these recent weddings, which is always fun for me because I never get to see people cut the cake unless I'm a guest. So it's fun to make the cake and be a guest. Um, But firsthand, I can tell you when there's a dessert bar, people are more likely to walk up to that bar and take something as opposed to sitting at a table and waiting for a cake piece to be cut and served. I've seen just the dessert bars go completely empty before the cake is even cut because people get excited. They see something that they can walk up and grab at their leisure. They can do it in between dancing. They can take a break, grab something to eat get back on the dance floor, get a drink. It's it's a it's less mess. It's more convenient and there's more variety. So they will take more than one. So we do have some packages just to give like a guideline. So for our packages, we have six different desserts in each package and it will limit you to how many per dessert item you can do for that package. So for 20 to 30 guests, you have bite-sized cookies, mini donuts, brownies, cake pops, shooters, crispy treats, but you only have enough for 20 to 30 guests. So it's two and a half desserts per person instead of just one per person. Because I can tell you if I have the option of having a freshly made Almond Joy crispy treat and a monster cookie, which is M&M's, pecans, chocolate chips, I'm going to take one of each. I'm not just going to take one of the other. That, and like we said, it's, it's a great experience thing and people can pick you know, what they like, they get to kind of taste test stuff too, which is fun. It is. They get to taste test. They get to choose what they want instead of someone handing them a piece of cake and saying, this is what we got. Deal with it. It's it's nice to have cake for people who like cake and to give them variety on different flavors of cake. You can do a different flavor per tier, but to also have those other desserts for people who don't like cake or they don't necessarily want something that's almond or chocolate, they can do a vanilla or they can do a key lime or they can even do a pumpkin. You know, you can do a pumpkin pie. It's just different. And the other part of that is if, for instance, we just did a wedding that the bride was from Kentucky. So Kentucky bourbon balls are a big deal in her family. Like that's what they give each other as gifts, as a welcome home, all kinds of stuff. So for her party favors, for her wedding, we made Kentucky bourbon balls, individually packaged them in little sets and put them on the place settings for each guest. So that was like an additional dessert item that was tied into her family traditions and where she's from, but it was also an edible favor. So it actually has like a dual purpose. They can eat it. It's part of their dessert, but it's also part of their favor. And it ties in her um, her traditions and where she's from, from Kentucky. So that was a fun thing to do. And you jumped ahead on me oh, when sorry. I was talking about favors. No, <laughs> no, but that I am a huge fan of edible favors because so often when you give favors, they get left at the table mm-hmm. if they're, you know, not. And I mean, edible favors, first of all, I like to eat and I like desserts. So that's a win win for me. But 
the fact that you're spending money on something that people are leaving behind, but they're less likely to leave a food item behind. No offense to people who make favors, but you can only have so many drink koozies with people's wedding days on it. So many match boxes with wedding po- wedding dates on it. You know, it's. I feel like it's the same thing over and over. And unfortunately, you you do spend the money on it, and a lot of it gets left there, or they just toss it afterwards. So at least if it's an edible thing, you know they're going to eat it. We've done boxed up mini pies. We've done the Kentucky bourbon balls. We've also done mini jars of jam or apple butter. It we customize it. So it our packages are not set in stone, which is a guideline. And we absolutely will do something special just for our clients. But it's always fun to put them on the play settings because you know that they're going to grab it because it's right there. And if it's at their table, they'll more likely eat it while they're at the wedding. They won't save it till later. Well, and if they do save it till later, it's a little snack to remember on the way home. So because you know, it's not going to make it home. (laughs) Yeah, usually that's the customized cookies that have like their name written on it or the wedding date. They'll they'll save that for later for the drive home or even the next day is like a little snack. And I love that so much. So you had mentioned about your bride that was from Kentucky, about tying Mm -hmm. in heritage and family traditions. So what do you see with that? That, That's very common when it comes to weddings. How are you seeing people personalize that, couples personalizing that as they're trying to personalize their wedding? I think it's, it's kind of like an homage to their family, the older generations. And I think it's really cute. I've seen people do, for instance, we have a wedding next weekend in New Smyrna and the bride, her family is from the Keys and they own a small restaurant down there. And so we are doing mini key lime pies for each of the guests. I've seen people do the Kentucky bourbon balls. I've seen people, we added the cannolis to the menu because that was such a big deal to one of our brides, which I loved the idea. It just wasn't there before. So we added the cannolis because her family is from Italy. That's one of their favorite desserts. You know, it's not, they are kind of popular over here in America, but not as popular as they are over there, apparently. You know, we do a lot of cakes. They, over in Europe and stuff, they do more desserts. They do more fruit-based stuff, fresh fruits, cheeses, things like that. So we started tying those in. Um, We have a couple of people that are from Hawaii that there is, I know I'm going to murder the name of it. I want to say it's ube. But it's like this root. It's a purple root. So we're going to actually be making desserts out of that to tie in her traditions or her heritage from being from Hawaii. It's really popular. I've seen it with biscuits. I've seen it with pies. I've seen it with mousses. I've seen it with all kinds of stuff. But she wants to tie it into a small something for them to take home as, you know, a, hey, I remember you guys. I remember my heritage. I'm not trying to avoid it. I didn't want to do my whole wedding based around it. but. Here's here's some of that to tie in. Right, because it is, I mean, that's what weddings are. You know, we want to honor, that most people want to honor so many parts, but they don't want their wedding taken over by it. So it's a, it's a nice little nod right. to that. Now, and uh, just side note, Italian-American family, big time over here, and we love our cannolis. So I feel <laughs> it. I feel it big time. You got me like wanting to go get one. <laughs> yeah, so we, we did the mini cannolis because the full size was a little bit much for a dessert bar. Mm-hmm. Just because we knew that people would take one or two bites of it. But those, the the big ones are pretty big. Oh, yeah. So we have ones that are about three inches. They're they're like two bites. They're perfect. And But we still do the pistachio filling, chocolate mousse, espresso, the classic ricotta with chocolate chip. I mean, it's, you know, the world is, is the their oyster. They can choose whatever flavor they want. But to tie that in to make sure that they have it, 
and it's really important to them, I think is awesome. We've done little lemoncello bottles for Italian families as their favors. So I think there's a lot of options and it's, I like it. I think it's fun. We've done, um, there's a pastry. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it is basically puff pastry dough with guava and cream cheese. And they're called pastelitos and they're, it's a Puerto Rican dessert. And then there's just powdered mm-hmm. sugar on the top. And we've done those as well. I'm from my, my dad's from Puerto Rico. So that was a big deal for me. <laughs> and they're delicious. They're a little bite-sized little snack. And I mean, that's the really great thing about you having the pastry background because the couples can come to you and they may not know, you know, what, if it's not on your menu that they may just think, oh, well, she doesn't make those. But by having that communication and what's important to them, you can figure that out and really create that customized um, dessert bar for them. Yeah. I tell people when they come in for their tastings, I always give them the dessert bar options in the packages and tell them these are these are just guidelines. It's not set in stone. You're marrying each other. You're not marrying the package. So we can absolutely move stuff around. <laughs> Don't think that it's set in stone that we customize it. But to not overwhelm people, we do have a package guideline so they can get an idea of how many servings they would need. And then we simply just switch it out for different items that they're specifically looking for. I love that because like we said, they want to have some type of customization to their wedding. So that's great. Now, when it comes to tips on picking that out, of course, it goes by however many people are actually attending, Mm -hmm. but making those selections, like how do you advise? Because you had said, you know, some couples don't like cake, but they get it just because their parents want to see them cut the cake as, you know, the traditional part of the wedding. So how do you um, figure out like what you're going to include? So we start with looking at a package so that we know how many desserts we will need. And then we go through it item by item and say, do you want to have cookies or would you rather have something else? And then if they don't want the cookies, we just skip on to the next thing and say, do you want donuts or do you want something else? So as we go through each item, they pick the flavor for the ones they do want. And then we switch out for things that aren't listed there, or maybe it's something customized, but we make sure it's the same quantity. So if it's two dozen cookies that they don't want, we make sure we replace it with two dozen of something that they do want. And if there's something on the menu um, that they want to slightly alter, so if they do the um, dessert cups, but instead of doing tiramisu or tres leches, they want to do like a strawberry shortcake that's soaked, or if they want to do a mousse cup of some sort, then we just switch that out and we notate it and we make sure that we get the the right description of it for them so that we can meet their needs. So we do have the mini pies, but we also do tartlets. So Mm. tartlets aren't listed, but they're absolutely an option. You know, we just ask them, well, what, what on your ideal day, what would you want on your dessert bar? At the end of the day, if there's anything left over, you're going home with it. So don't worry about pleasing everyone because you won't ever please everyone, but get things that are key to your family. And you know, that are crowd pleasers and then also include in there things that are really key and important to you. Because at the end of the day, you're the one eating it. If there's any leftovers, you're going to have it with your coffee the next day, which is amazing. (laughs) And you're going to eat it on the drive home. So make sure that you get what's important to you. And then you can tie in the ones that's important to your parents or your grandparents or, you know, whoever's being the critic. But absolutely get the ones that are most important to you. So if 
not everybody likes cannolis and at least get 12 of them so that you know you're going to have some. Well, and that kind of plays on what I was going to ask you as far as catering to your guests' dietary needs. Because I know you can customize, like you can do gluten-free and you can do all kinds of um, customizations. But should they go and say, okay, well, this guest has this issue and this guest has this issue? Or by do you recommend by getting a variety of things, you're kind of solving that problem without doing a poll to all your wedding guests? So with doing a variety, so fun fact of the day, I actually personally cannot have gluten or dairy. I know it's crazy because this is like everything I make, but I know the dietary restrictions and I know how awkward it is to be the person going to an event and always having that restriction. So it makes me happy when they do include them and say, you know, we do have two kids that they can't have gluten. Can we do something special just for them? And I will absolutely make them their own crispy treats because Rice Krispie treats are gluten-free until you start adding more stuff to them. So I'll absolutely make them their own batch of crispy treats or their own batch of gluten-free shooters. So it's not a whole tier of a cake but they still get a gluten-free cake. It's just in a cup for them. So it's individual size. We'll make at least six of them so they can have more than one if they want. But you can do gluten-free cookies. You can do the brownies that way. Or if there's a dietary restriction for the um, the dairy, then we look up different things, that different options for them also. We'll go through the menu together and pick out things for those people. And I think that's important because it does show them, thank you for coming to our, our wedding and celebrating with us but also shows them, hey, you are important to us. And we wanted to make sure that you were completely included, that you weren't excluded just because we wanted to get everything normal. I think it's a really sweet gesture. And I'm I'm more than happy to fill it. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a brother who has a lot of food allergies and the poor kid. It's always so, so awkward because we're all eating and he's just like Mm -hmm. twiddling his thumbs because he can't eat anything. So well, and you and from the perspective of the person with the allergy, you always feel like it's a hassle. Like you always feel bad to say, "Oh, well, can we order something just for me?" Like if you're going out with friends and they want to order appetizers, it's like, "Oh, cool. Yeah. Bruschetta sounds great. Uh, I can't eat any of that except the tomato." So <laughs> it's you don't want to feel like a hassle, you know? So it's really sweet when the the couples will figure out different desserts for their guests that have those allergies. But obviously not order a ton of it, but order it so that they have something. I think it's really sweet. Right. Yeah. Well, on that note, because we want to make sure all of our guests have a great wedding experience for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, if they are interested in contacting you to help them with their desserts, whether that be wedding cake or their dessert bar, how can couples get in contact with you? The easiest way is to go on our website or to email us. So the website would be www.sweetmissvs, that's Miss M-I-S-S, V as in Vanessa, S, or go to our email account, which is sweetmissvs at gmail.com. Our Instagram is always being updated. Our website is not as updated as our Instagram because obviously it's easy to post a story or to post something from your phone, but to log into a computer is a little bit more difficult sometimes. (laughs) But they're always... There's always being updates. There's always new stories on there. So keep an eye out for those and new things that we're going to be offering. And if there's something that's not listed, but you have a question about, I'm more than happy to look at it and price it out for you. Because as, as, as we already said, we customize everything. So we do have 
menu items on there, but nothing is set in stone. So, and when she's talking about her Instagram, you really should go check that out because she keeps you in the loop and you can see her setting up weddings and it's quite fun to watch. So <laughs> go check out her Instagram. I'm blatantly honest. Just, just, just as a pre-warning. <laughs> Some of the stories are just me being completely honest with my uh, clients. <laughs> now you've been warned. <laughs> you've been warned. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for talking with us, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Plan Your Central Florida Wedding Podcast. For more Orlando wedding inspiration and tips, head on over to orangeblossombride.com. And if you're looking for amazing wedding pros to help bring your wedding day together, make sure to check out our wedding vendor directory. Until next time, happy planning.